You're listening to Hub City Hoops Talk, powered by The Nation. Here are your hosts, Austin Massey and Jacob Harris. What's up, everyone? It's the Hub City Hoops Talk podcast. We got Jacob Harris. I'm Austin Massey. Um, Today, we're going to be going over Texas Tech's road matchup uh, at TCU uh, coming up on Tuesday. Um, We're super excited to go over this one with you guys. Um, Just as a quick reminder, um, Jacob and I are kind of trying to grow the channel. Um, Please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Um, I think we actually just reached uh, 100 subscribers, Jacob. Um, So super super excited about that, man. Um, But yeah, hit the subscribe button, guys. Hit the like button. Um, Any support you can give goes a long way. Um, But let's just dive right in, Jacob. Um, TCU, um, give me your initial thoughts. Well, uh, I put uh, I put three words. I put long, athletic, and old. Like they're they're pretty they're pretty lengthy. They remind me a lot, and both of us kind of have this like comparison kind of to Houston, where they're just really long and athletic, and they're experienced. You know, they're ten deep. They're, I mean, they they can hit you with so many different pieces. They can play so many different lineups. It's it's really hard to game plan for. Yeah, they're they're tough, right? Um, there's mm-hmm. a reason why they beat uh, TCU. Uh, sorry, they beat Houston at home. Um, one of the only teams to beat Houston this season. But um, from a from a matchup standpoint, um, an athleticism standpoint, I don't love the matchup for Texas Tech. There are a couple of things that I think that Texas Tech can kind of exploit that maybe TCU doesn't necessarily do super well. Um, but I, I, you know, just right off the bat, uh, TCU runs a pretty high tempo offense. Um, mm-hmm. so I know you and I were talking before this, it's going to be important that they, um, try to slow them down, uh, you know, in transition and really just make it a half court game, grind out each possession. Texas tech is pretty slow, uh, adjusted tempo wise, but they do run a very methodical, high efficient offense. Um, so the key, the first key to the game for me is really going to be slowing TCU down, stopping their athleticism. I think that's what you'll see. You'll see Texas Tech getting back defensively pretty quick, setting yeah. up their half court defense, and not allowing um, you know TCU to run out and transition. Um, and that's kind of my initial first thought there. But um, TCU is led by Emmanuel Miller, Jacob. Um, give me your thoughts on him. So he's he's just kind of their do it all guy. I mean, he's averaging dang near seventeen points, six rebounds a ball game. Um, can pass it. He's got fifty nine assists on the year. That's almost three per game. Um, I mean, he's shooting forty, nearly forty percent from outside. Um, can get to the rim. Very athletic. Um, he's going to be really really hard to stop. Um, we're we're kind of debating pre pie like who who's really going to guard him. Um, I really think Darian Williams probably has the best matchup against him. He's probably the best athletic fit to go against him, but we'll see. He's he's obviously he's their best player by by far, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, he's he's old. He's experienced. Mm-hmm. He's very very versatile. Um, yeah, he, he's been really impressive, uh, kind of with the ball in his hands this uh, this season actually, which is pretty surprising. He gets a little out of control at times. He's maybe a little bit yeah. turnover prone. Um, but really just, he, he can do it all. He can even knock down shots from the outside every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a matchup that I'm watching on the Texas tech side, um, you know, TCU is pretty long, like from the one through five. Um, but they, their, their front court's actually not super long. Um, I think, uh, Ude yeah. is, is really their, their biggest, uh, player in the post. Mm-hmm. And what is he, uh, six foot 11 and Uday isn't really, I mean, he plays 17 minutes a game. Um, so he's not, he's not going to be a, a Warren Washington kind of guy from a minute standpoint. 
I would yeah. like to see Texas Tech kind of feed Warren Washington in this game and make him the featured kind of pick and roll guy here. Um, mm -hmm. I thought that they've had a lot of success with that against teams in Big 12 play so far. And I don't really think, uh, you know, defensively, I don't think TCU really concerns me too much. They're ranked outside of the top 60 in uh, adjusted defense. So this is yeah. going to be a battle of two uh, high-octane offenses. Um, Texas Tech may not run out as much in transition, but they're, like I said, very methodical, very efficient. Mm -hmm. they, I think they're actually um, number four uh, in adjusted offense over the last 10 games, Texas Tech is. Um, so, so they've been, I mean, they've really been balling on that side of the ball. Um, don't be surprised if this is like a, you know, a 75, a 80 point, you know, per team kind of game. Um, mm -hmm. That's what it feels like it's setting up for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, I think Warren Washington is kind of, I like that prediction, kind of make him the featured um, player because after, after Uday, there's a little bit of a drop in size and i think warren washington's more athletic than uday as well i think washington's going to be able to kind of exploit his pick and roll defense um and get to the rim because he does that against bigs that are really athletic as well like you there there are some there are some points in yesterday's game and i think godwin and hugley are two pretty athletic bigs and there were points yesterday where even if they didn't get him the ball he was just wide open down the paint yeah just wide open. And I think, I think that's a, that's an area they'll be able to exploit TCU's defense as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, and you know, it should be a pretty good environment. Um, I, I mm -hmm. think last year I went to the game and, um, TCU won that game, but, uh, you know, a lot of tech fans there, but it will be a loud environment. It'll be much Absolutely. more hostile than, um, than it was in Norman. Um, but really it's going to be a, it, it, this is going to be a big game. Um, I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm kind of back and forth about how I think it's going to fall. I think, I think that the thing about TCU is they do turn the ball over a good amount, which plays into Texas Tech's favor, especially on the road. Um, Texas Tech has been very good um, with ball security so far through conference mm -hmm. play. They're yeah. averaging around 8.6 turnovers per game. Um, TCU is ranked uh, 212 in the nation um, in turnover percentage. Um, so again, that, that is a, a matchup to watch. Texas Tech needs to, you know, they need to win the turnover battle. Um, and then, you know, off of Texas Tech turnovers, they need to make sure TCU isn't running out in transition and getting, you know, letting those yeah. athletes kind of get to the rim. Because, um, again, the reality is with Devin Cambridge out, your best athlete is uh, Chance McMillan. I mean, Joe Tucson's a great athlete as well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think I think he could be in for a bounce back game. Um, and I believe actually last time uh, his freshman year, I believe Pop went to TCU and had a pretty good game, his first Big yeah. 12 game. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's going to be a high-scoring game in my opinion. Um, but, you know, Grant McCaslin is going to have to scheme. Um, Grant McCaslin and Dave Smart are going to have to scheme uh, TCU's athleticism out of this one. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting, the guard matchups, because they have a couple of really, really good shooters from outside, obviously. Uh Jermaine Nelson Jr. is kind of a do-it-all guy, and uh, and Trey Tennyson's an, an elite shooter. He's shooting 46% on, let's see, on about four and a half attempts per game. That's that's really really good. And of course, like his his that number doesn't even do him justice. He's only averaging 9.5 for the season, but I believe I think I believe you said he's one of their leading scorers in conference play. Like he's, I, I remember you know watching the other day like he can just hit threes like nobody's business yeah. contested off balance off dribble like any any kind of three, any kind of outside shot he can hit 
Um, so it'll be it'll be very interesting to see how how Tex guards match up against that. If Tennyson's on the floor, I, I believe a guy like uh, like Pop is probably going to get is probably going to guard him. I, I bet a guy like Tucson or Chance McMillan will, will guard Jameer Nelson Jr. the mo- the majority of the time. But we'll we'll see. You know, we're not even talking about Avery Anderson, who's torched the Red Raiders yeah. in the past at Oklahoma State. Like he's on this team. You know, he plays. He plays. You know, he starts about half the games. He plays more of a of, an, of a six man role if he's not starting. So does Jameer Nelson Jr. I mean, this team is just so deep. It's it's hard to know. It's hard for us to exactly predict. Like, oh, Emmanuel Miller is going to drop thirty on you because you don't know because Jameer Nelson Jr. dropped thirty the last game for him. Trey Tennyson could come out and easily have a twenty point game. They got like five or six guys that that could go off for fifteen plus at any point. Yeah, they do. I mean, they're an extremely deep team, kind of the opposite of Texas Tech almost. I mean, yeah. Texas Tech has a pretty thin rotation. It obviously got thinner whenever Cambridge went out. Um, but yeah, they they really they have guards that can, um, you know, not just guards. I mean, Emmanuel Miller can go for 25 in, you know, any given night. Um, mm-hmm. But really looking at their three point stats, not super impressive. They only have uh, four guys who shoot it over 30 percent. Um, yeah. they, they do have three, three guys that shoot it over 39%. So it's really like, you know, Emmanuel Miller, Chuck O'Bannon, uh, and then Tennyson. Those are the three guys you, you want to hand in their face on the three point line. Um, and it's, yeah. it, don't be surprised if that's something that TCU schemes up as well, because Texas tech has been pretty, you know, they've been focused on, uh, you know, kind of, uh, that packed in defense where they're pushing things out of the paint, um, but their their defensive rotations and and some of their over pursuit defensively allows a lot of open three point shots. Um, mm. So don't be surprised if Jamie Dixon schemes some stuff up for Tennyson, O'Bannon, Miller um, to get open looks. And that you know that could be something to keep an eye on. But again, this team doesn't take a ton of three point shots. They're actually mm. um, they actually have one of the lower three point rates in all of college basketball. Um, but hey, against Texas Tech, teams love to have their best shooting nights, you know, of the season. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's it's a uh, you know it, it's been happening for a few years now. It has. I, I, it started with Beard, man. It, it was the no it middle did. defense, and then they just yeah these guys just always shoot it lights out against Tech. But hey, I think the whole idea is um, you know you'd rather you'd, you'd live with that, right? Um, especially mm-hmm. a team that's not really statistically yeah. they don't have many shooters. Um, so I'm I'm totally okay with that, especially against a team who's extremely athletic. So force TCU to the outside, keep them out of the paint, um, and, and you know maybe guard uh, guard those those couple of shooters along the perimeter a little bit more tightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really excited for this one. TCU, um, you know, they, they're actually not ranked in the AP. They probably will be, um, tomorrow We're recording this on a Sunday. Um, yeah, but easily a top 25 team. Um, they, man, they've, they've gotten some bad luck here. Uh, you know, especially I remember watching that Kansas game, I believe it was the, the conference opener and they should have won oh, that what? game. They, they should have won that game. They got screwed. I mean, that just put it, you know, put it frankly, they got screwed by the refs. Um, and they called a flagrant foul on, uh, on Uday, I believe Uday. against Hunter mm-hmm. Dickinson. And they ended up getting two free throws plus the ball back, um, you know, and, and they should have won that game. So, you know, TCU, mm-hmm. TCU could easily be towards the top of the big 12 standings right now. Um, they, they did beat Houston at home, which is a big win for them. Um, and then they did just, they just went on the road and beat Baylor in a triple overtime. They, they put up 105 points on Baylor, um, so again, I, I think that this is going to be a game where it's kind of a two very good offenses, very different offenses and how they kind of uh, 
how they operate. Texas Tech takes a lot of threes. They also are very, a very good three-point shooting team, very good free-throw shooting team. Um, but both, both mm -hmm. teams in general have a pretty good effective field goal percentage um, and just overall good offensive metrics. The one the one area um, where, once again, Texas Tech is a little bit, uh, you know, maybe outside looking in is going to be offensive rebounding. Feels like every preview we're doing, we're talking about how, you know, all these teams are so good yeah. at offensive rebounding. Um, but yeah, TCU top 20 offensive rebounding team. It hasn't been um, a huge, huge kind of mismatch for Tech so far in conference play. Um, so no, let's see if they I can continue so. that. Yeah, we'll see if they can continue yeah. that. Um, but let's hear your predictions for this one, Jacob. Um, so I think, I think TCU kind of, kind of gets it done. I don't, I don't, I kind of, like we talked about, this is the end of their, of Texas Tech's toughest four game stretch of the yeah. season. Um, they've already won two of those four games, which is, which is about what my expectation was. Um, they're just so deep. I, and I'm, I'm curious to, to see, and I, I, I don't know if it was you or, or RC who on Twitter last night or X kind of was like, it, what, what do you think about like the three overtimes? leading into this game for TCU because obviously they're coming off this huge emotional win that not only was huge and emotional, but they played 55 minutes. That's a lot for, yeah. for a big 12 game that it's just tough and physical. Yeah. And I, I, I wonder how that affects them, but I'm, I think, I think I'm leaning, still leaning towards TCU a little bit. Um, my guess will be 88, 83 TCU. Yeah, and I mean it's a good point. Um, you know, maybe just a, a, a single overtime, you wouldn't think it would have that much of an mm -hmm. impact. But three overtimes on the road, two nights rest. You know, you play again on Tuesday. It could definitely have an impact, absolutely, especially for some of their high usage guys. Um, mm -hmm. But it's not going to matter. Uh, Jamie Dixon's going to have those guys ready to play. Um, they'll be, you know, they're they're pretty ferocious. They're not like Houston in terms of their consistent level of intensity. Um, obviously defensively, of course. Um, but, you know, yeah. just looking at uh, TCU's last 10 games alone, um, they've been, uh, you know, a top 25 team in the country um, and a top top 60-ish defense in the country. So, again, not their strong suit, but it's not Texas Tech's strong suit either. Um, I'm, I'm looking for a high-scoring game as well, Jacob. I'm going to go um, TCU uh, 82, Texas Tech, I'm going to say uh, – 76. Um, so I do think it's going to come down to the final few minutes. Um, I, 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 you know, my biggest fear is a Texas tech potentially getting into foul trouble. They've been so good at staying out of foul trouble this season. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, on the road, um, you know, it feels like the calls on the road are a little bit tougher. Um, at least for against Oklahoma, they sure were. And against Houston, they yeah. were, um, <laughs> it, it was pretty rough to watch at both of those games actually. Um, but we'll see what happens. I don't think, you know, the, the one the one good thing that, it, that I do see here is I don't think TCU's defense is like, uh, you know, super physically imposing. And I think that that's where Texas Tech can struggle and kind of get into a rut. Um, Oklahoma is a, is a much more physical defensive team than TCU, in my opinion. Um, but on the flip side of that, TCU's offense is very athletic and they're very, uh, you know, they can get up and down and transition. Yes, um, absolutely. And, and they have dudes, and they're deep. So um, mm -hmm. I'm Absolutely. looking for this one to be a close. I, I I I agree, though. I do think this is a game that Texas Tech will drop. Um, but again, going two and two uh, in a stretch where you played essentially three tournament teams, um, mm -hmm. you know, you gotta you gotta be okay with that. Um, Absolutely. 
so yeah and then um you know that that's that's really it for the for the preview today guys um again please subscribe if you haven't already um we also have our podcast on spotify and apple um if you prefer to listen to them um we try to get those posted around the same time um but yeah we'll be doing a big 12 rankings kind of uh update um you know sometime early next week um and that one will be fun jacob i'm excited for that absolutely i am as well um, but all right, guys, have a good day and thanks for listening. Yes, sir.